got something going on today. Welcome to the big show. I just read that my friend got off charges, so I'll talk about that in a little bit. We got Michigan fans all crabby. Here's what I was doing some thinking on yesterday. You know, the college football media, I rail on the college football media, the NBA media, L media, because all media basically sucks. But the college football media is, well, they're going bending over backwards in a Hunter Biden-esque way to defend Jim Harbaugh. I was thinking about this yesterday. Maybe folks don't understand how you are taught as a coach, never cheat, never lie. Like people get mad at Bobby Knight, but we were never going to cheat. And if we did, we were never going to lie about it. I had a secondary violation. We called a kid twice in one week, turned it in, admitted it, took my medicine. It was no big deal. But we were never going to cheat. And lying is the cardinal sin. I don't care whether it is lying to a grand jury. I don't care whether it's lying to a prosecutor. I don't care what it is. When there is an investigative body, you are not allowed to lie. That is egregious. That's like cheating in golf. It really is. Jim Harbaugh lied. Jim Harbaugh lied to investigators. Nothing's saying. Nothing's come of it. Jim Tressel had players sell their own stuff. Had players sell their own stuff, and he was not forthcoming. He got fired. Jim Harbaugh cheated during COVID. Jim Harbaugh took advantage of the rules, disregarded the rules, did his own thing, and then when asked about it, lied about it. He's negotiating with the NCAA. It's, there's more. Jim Harbaugh hired Shemi Schembechler, a guy that when you did even a cursory glance into his old tweets, was a racist. Yes, his name was Schembechler. Yes, Bo Schembechler's son, Shemi. Couldn't even get his own real first name. Guess what? Jim Harbaugh hired a coach that he had to fire for what? You want to know? Cyber security, cyber attacks, cyber crimes. I want you to think about that for a second. This is the body of work of Jim Harbaugh. This is what he's about. Played a guy on felony charges last year in the big game. And the media finally got a little bit wind of it and decided not to be Hunter Biden-esque. Why is Jim Harbaugh getting this Hunter Biden-esque treatment. And don't tell me that he's not. I mean, I watched Heather Dinnitz lose her mind in the most hypocritical way. Couldn't be a bigger hypocrite based on the stuff that I know about Heather Dinnitz on Urban Meyer. I've watched these people, Courtney Cronin, a woman that knows this much about sports, go insane about Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer had to sit there and answer for trying to help a young couple, one of his assistant coaches. I guess you should just fire people, or you should just lie about it. If you lie about it, eh, you get three games. You're the head coach. Remember what we've all been hearing? You're the head coach, Pat Fitzgerald. You're responsible for everything. You're responsible for the whole program. You're responsible for knowing, well, let's go through Harbaugh's body of work quickly. Cheated. Defended, did you know Dr. Anderson is the Larry Nasser of Michigan? And Harbaugh's comments were so egregious to the victims, including some of his former players, that people are boycotting the program that used to play there as we speak. That's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's the Christian man. 
Christian men don't lie. When Christian men are backed into a corner, they tell the truth. At least that's what you're supposed to do. Jim Harbaugh cheated during COVID. He says it's just buying a hamburger. Let's say that it is. Let's say that it is just about buying a hamburger. Then why lie about it? If it's just about buying a hamburger, and you guys that aren't coaches, you'll not understand this, but it is ingrained in you. You sign documents saying you will not lie. You sign documents saying you are responsible as a head coach for your whole program, and you sign documents saying that you will not condone, you will turn in any cheating in your program. Jim Harbaugh did none of that. Jim Harbaugh didn't do squat. Where are the Pete Thamels? Although I like Pete Thamel. Pete Thamel was the only honest guy writing about me in West Virginia. It was after the fact, but I ain't mad about it. Where are these people? Every day I see this Heather Dennis. <laughs> she's on TV. Yesterday she's on Feinbaum. It's the biggest story in college football. Apparently Michigan must be irrelevant. Michigan must not have no satchel. I mean, they've been in the college football playoff. They've gotten their ass beat, but that's all right. Why is he getting the Hunter Biden treatment? Why? Why was Jim Tressel on the cover of Sports Illustrated back when Sports Illustrated actually mattered? Why was Urban Meyer held in a room? What are we doing here? Does Ohio State really have that much more integrity than a Michigan man? My son went to Michigan. I paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to the University of Michigan. This is why I'm speaking out. It's embarrassing for the university. It's embarrassing that I gave a lot of my hard-earned money to. And I hate cheats. Hate them. Hate cheats, hate hypocritical media. Uh, I guarantee you, you're going to turn on your TV and little Heather Dittich is going to be talking. And then you're going to have all these cops. Jeremy Fowler is going to be talking. And they're not going to say nothing. They're not going to say squat about this. I don't understand it. Hunter Biden, listen to this. Yesterday, Hunter Biden's attorney called the Delaware probation office and acted like Republican attorneys and got caught, which may have violated Hunter Biden's plea agreement and the media silent on it. Why is Jim Harbaugh getting the same silence? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because the little Heather Dittiches, oh, and the little Jeremy Fowlers, oh, we want to keep our jobs and our access because they got no background in sports. Like I could walk into Michigan right now and they would all talk to me. They don't, you know, they know that I've ripped them. They'll all talk to me because I got a background in sports. A year ago on my 60th birthday, nobody rips the Colts more than me. Jimmy Ursay gave me a game ball. He goes, hey, Dan. He goes, I know you're on our ass, but you're provocative because I got that kind of respect because I played and I coached. And what I say has cachet with those that play and coach. But these little clowns in the media who are so hypocritical, they haven't said nothing, not one damn thing about Jim Harbaugh, nothing. Go to Dan Wolken. Dan Wolken of the USA Today cries about everything. Dan Wolken wrote this massive article ripping me because I wouldn't go swimming in a pool with some woman that wasn't my wife. Apparently Dan Wolken and his partner, his wife, his boyfriend, I don't know what the hell he has, uh, likes an open marriage. I don't. But Dan Wolkin hasn't said squat about this. This is the biggest story in the country. A coach in the college football playoff not only has cheated during COVID, when we were all supposed to be locked down, when we were all supposed to be quarantined, kids aren't going to school, people aren't going to work, businesses are collapsing. 
And this jackass hardball decides, hey, look, ah, whatever. I'm going to violate the rules of my university. I'm going to violate the rules of society. I'm more special. Not one word out of the media. And then when asked about it, he lied. When asked about it, he didn't tell the truth. That is a cardinal freaking sin, people. Not one word out of these little pains in the ass that never played, never coached in the media. Oh, I guarantee you they'll all be on with Greeny. And when they announce, it's time for get up, they'll go, yay, rah. I'm going to be on with my friend Feinbaum and not say a damn thing. Why was Jim Tressel fired for the same crime that Jim Harbaugh gets to go ahead and negotiate missing games against me, you, Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan? Notice he's not going to miss the fifth one. Now, that's against Nebraska. I don't know if Nebraska's any good or not, but he ain't going to miss the fifth one. It's such crap. And the other question that I have is this. Why am I the only one to call it out? Why am I the only one? Why? Like, I, I don't get it. And I'm a bad guy. Like, I got national pundits making fun of me. You look like Uncle Fester. No, I look like Vin Diesel. I look like Bruce Willis back in the day. I'm a strong-headed stud married to a Jennifer Aniston lookalike who's cooler than she is hot. So stop with that. Well, Doc, it's your Ohio State stand or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, you're buddies with Urban Meyer. Yeah, I am. But what's that got to do? I'm buddies with a lot of people. I'm buddies with Tom Crane. Tom Crane comes on the show. It's Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law. Why am I the only one? Why am I the only one that has the cojones to stand up and talk about this? I mean, everybody losing their mind. Not anymore, though, really. On old fits. The college football media is full of crap. And sad to say, Ohio State has far more integrity than Michigan. You won't see nothing out of this. It's just business as usual, and it pisses me off. I'm not going to lie to you. When you coached your whole life and you lived your whole life with integrity, when Catholic guilt crushes your soul like it does mine, and you wouldn't even think of cheating, you wouldn't even think. I mean, I spent every day of my coaching career worrying about players going to class, acting right, not cheating, more so than I did probably setting up an offense. That's how I live. What the West Virginia saw these jackasses threaten me and my wife said, get out of here. Gave up 500,000, 3.5 mil. Went to Indiana, watched these guys smoking weed, said, fellas, you got a choice. You can stop smoking weed and go to class or you ain't playing. They got pissed. When you've stood up your whole life, you wonder why others don't. How do people look in their mirror? How does Heather Dinich or Jeremy Fowler or these people look in the mirror both personally and professionally? I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. But hey, all right, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I getting, you got dementia. You got, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got all that stuff. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right, fine. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. It's disgusting. And more people should be pissed off about it. When you lower the bar, which they are in sports, guys will always hit it. The bar, according to Harbaugh, has been lowered. Why? Because coaches don't think there's anything relevant to the NCAA. 
They don't think there's any power in the NCAA, so they feel like they can cheat. This good Christian man that talks about integrity and how to live. Yeah, you're a cheat. You're a freaking liar. And the liar part is worse. The liar part is way freaking worse. Hey, uh, little girl takes her clothes off. Little girl takes pictures. Little girl posts those pictures on Instagram. Little girl does flips in a bikini. And now little girl's mad because she can't go to class. Because all the little boys are hovering around her. Olivia Dunn can't go to class. Oh, poor Olivia Dunn. Oh, she can't go to class. She's making millions of dollars taking her clothes off and doing flips. She's making millions of dollars putting on a dress that's cut down to here, up her ass, through her legs, and she managed to cut it, can't go to class. Hey, you know what? I had the same problem when I was in Indiana. When I went to Indiana and we were good, ah, oh, the paparazzi was everywhere. Women throwing panties and bras at me. Guys wanting to fight me. It was insanity. I understand you, Livy Dunn. I do. I totally understand. I get it. I'm sorry. But you know what? Sack the hell up and go to class. Nothing's going to happen to you. I get it. It's cool to say, well, I can't go to class. Hell, Steve Offer won national championship, was the best-looking dude in the history of the world, Olympic gold medal, and he went to class. Yeah, people hovering around him. Damon Bailey, part of the biggest sports book in the history of the world, season on the brink, had hundreds of thousands of people watch his high school game over his four-year career. He can go to class. Shut up and go to class. NIL. Take your NIL means naked in lingerie. <laughs> oh, poor Livy. I know Livy. I know, baby. You'll be okay, baby. It'll be okay. All right, baby. All right. Speaking of NIL, Tommy Tuberville and Joe Manchin introduced bipartisan bills to regulate name, image, and likeness. This will be good. Hey, when Congress gets involved, we know it's good. We know we must have more Congress involved. Yeah, that's right. Why don't they just leave it all alone, leave it as is, pay for play, and forget about it? Student-athletes should be able to take advantage of NIL promotional activities without impacting their ability to play collegiate sports. Okay. That makes sense. But. We need to ensure the integrity of our higher education system. Duh. What have I been saying for years? At some point, you got to care about the school. At some point, you got to care about the sport. Wait, there's more. Remain focused on education and keep the playing field level. Well, that's stupid. The education part, you've already taken out of coaches' hands, the ones that care the most. The level playing field has never been level. The haves have always had more. The have-nots have never had as much. Hell, at Bowling Green, I drove seven hours on, on buses. At Indiana, we took a private plane back when nobody had private planes. You're never going to level the playing field. And we're all NCAA members, are we not? Of course we are. The playing field has always been skewed. It always will be skewed because money matters. Bowling Green stupidly as like 18 sports on a budget that says each sport gets 10 bucks. Come on. My legislation with Senator Manchin will set basic rules nationwide, protect our student athletes, and will keep NIL, NIL activities from ending college sports as we know it. All right. 
By the way, form is spelt wrong. I don't know if Tuberville did that or we did that. Uh, This is what has transpired. Now, the commissioner of the SEC wanted Congress involved. The SEC appreciates the effort of Tommy Tuberville and Joe Manchin in their work to craft the bill that that addresses the opportunity for college athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness and other issues important to the future of college sports. Tuberville and Manchin have a keen understanding of the need for national standards to preserve the integrity of fair competition at all levels. That's stupid. It ain't fair. The Southeastern Conference tells you it ain't fair when they say, uh, it just means more. And when they say that, they're telling you it just means more. They put more money into it. They're more lax on the rules. We look forward to continue to engage with members of the House and Senate to refine and work towards effective national legislation that creates and preserves opportunity for all college athletes. What do you mean? Here's the opportunity. You got 85 scholarships in football. There's your opportunity. You got 13 men's, 15 women's scholarship in basketball. There's your opportunity. I mean, at some point, you do have to protect the school. I've said this for years. We're worried about 18 to 23-year-olds. I don't give a rant's ass about 18 to 23-year-olds if I were these guys. As a coach, I did. But if I were these guys, I'd be like, hey, wait a second. We got the greatest institutions in the world. We've got the best athletic facilities. We've got the best living conditions. We got the best treatment, the best doctors, everything. Food is the best that any kid 18 to 23 could possibly get. They're taken care of. Now let's protect the school. Let's not compromise the education that you get at the school. Let's not compromise the integrity of the sport. Let's not compromise the integrity of the school. I've said this for years. I've said this for years and years and years. If you want to have NIL, fine. Don't let anybody get any money before they enter college. Make them sign the same things coaches have. I've received no money. And if it comes out that they have, then you kick them out. They're done. They're gone. It's simple. I've said this forever and ever and ever. At some point, the schools must be protected. Hey, by the way, uh, we've got some interesting stuff. We've got Clay and we've got DeSantis coming up right after our show today. Uh, Clay Travis had an opportunity to interview Ron DeSantis, and I guarantee you it's going to be good. Not kind of good, not sort of good, but damn good, like really, really good. So make sure if you get a chance, you stay right here uh, at 1059 for Clay and DeSantis. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Don't miss it. Do not miss it. If you have any interest in politics at all, Clay and DeSantis together is Can't Miss TV. Period. All right. Hey, uh, this is a fun, there's some funny stuff. Are we going to show a DeSantis clip? Let's go. In Florida, what I did, I used emergency powers. You know, the, the governors were using emergency powers to lock people down. I was using it to pry open the schools. And they, that's one of the reasons they sued me. They said, you don't have the authority to do this. And honestly, it was contested. Yeah. But I'm not just going to sit there and let these kids toil. So I'm like, I have authority. Here's what I'm going to do. You do. And I knew once the kids got back in, the parents would never let it close again. And so that, that's what we did. If you were president, do you think Fauci should be prosecuted? Yes. Boom! That's why OutKick is great. You're getting the smartest right here, then the smartest after. Ah. Speaking of smart, 
right there, 11 a.m., full interview. Watch it. Clay's going to kill it. DeSantis is going to kill it. Whoever you're rooting for doesn't matter. Whether you're rooting for DeSantis or you're ready for Ramaswamy, it doesn't matter. Watch, educate, learn. Get yourself educated. That's what OutKick is all about. Speaking of education, ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton. I give you Hillary Clinton. Look, I'm a centrist. I vote whichever candidate I think is the best. I'm not going to vote strictly for a Republican or strictly for a Democrat. It's who I am. Hillary Clinton claims that the heat of this summer, which, by the way, hasn't been bad here in Indiana. I think it's a little muggy today. But the heat of the summer is because of us Republicans or you Republicans or whatever you want to say it. Hot enough for you? Think a MAGA Republican. Or better yet, vote him out of office. That's some power, people. That is some power. We hold the power to get the temperature wrong. Not right, because apparently what we're doing, I'll say I'm a MAGA. I am a Make America Great. I am involved. I love that. I think that's perfect, again, because it's not right now. But Hillary Clinton thinks that Republicans control the temperature. Hillary Clinton thinks that, yeah, what we're doing is there's a, there's a meeting going on underneath the bunker uh, at the White House, and it's a bunch of Republicans. Actually, it's at the Greenbrier. It's underneath the Greenbrier in West Virginia. And what they do, they have a little worldwide thermostat, and you turn it up or you turn it, this is skosh. This idiot is actually trying to scare people into believing that Republicans control the temperature of Earth. Now, that's what this is. Hot enough for you? Think a MAGA Republican. Really? All right. Okay. That's power, ladies and gentlemen. We got some power, and Hillary Clinton just gave it to us. We control the Earth's temperature. Is that something? You're damn right we do. You're damn right we do. And I'm going to use, hey, I got a little bat phone as a Republican on a conservative station. I can call right down there to the basement of the Greenbrier. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to turn the temperature down because Hillary made a tweet. How stupid is that? Seriously. Speaking of this, I'm going to jump over a couple things because I got to get to this one. Jersey Joe Biden, Jolt and Joe, well, Jolt and Joe decided that he's cured cancer. I hope you saw this, or maybe if you didn't, I'm glad to bring it to you. But Joe Biden, on the heels of Hillary Clinton, Hillary said that we control the temperature. Joe Biden, well, he said that he has cured cancer. Let's take a listen to Jolt and Joe Biden. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Joe Biden has cured cancer as we know it. I honest to God, and you think these people don't just say things? You think these people are sane? Joe, uh, cancer, we cured it. They said, what would you want to do? Can you play that again? For those of you in the back that may have missed it, listen to this city. You got to listen close because he didn't get on. His cocaine must have gotten found, and he wasn't on it this morning. When Joe's not on the coca plant, this is how he talks. Get that coke back in Joe when he's speaking, please. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? 
I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end cancer as we know it. We ended cancer as we know it. Man, and you guys, there are people that, excuse me, will actually cheer for that, will actually believe that. No, I want you to understand this. That's what they're doing. They're actually saying these things out loud. I got something in my teeth. I had a little tomato this morning. They're actually saying these things out loud, and you're supposed to believe them. Joe Biden cured cancer as we know it. Hillary Clinton says MAGA Republicans control the temperature of the earth. That's what they're saying. That they're, and they're saying it out loud. You know how sometimes you think something and then you say it and you're like, wait, did I say that out loud? These idiots, one says he cured cancer as we know it. And the other says that folks that are MAGA Republicans control the thermostat of the world. Let's hear more from Jolton Joe about how many deaths we've had in COVID. And there's still, we're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic, as I mentioned, of over 100 people dead. That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. Around the kitchen table, uh, Joe Biden, does that include your seventh granddaughter around the kitchen table? I love the Joe Biden around the kitchen table. Hey, we only lost 100 people. So did Joe Biden make a Freudian slip there? Did people die from monkeypox, the gay thing that went away so fast once people didn't give a rat's ass about two dudes screwing each other in an orgy? They tried to slip monkeypox in on us. Remember that? And then when the world found out, wait a second, this is gay orgy stuff. We'll go to a certain line on stuff, but we ain't going to give a crap about gay orgy disease, having sex with monkeys in the middle of a tight nine with some dude. We ain't doing that. Come on, people. It's the weekly Joe Biden gaffe. Is there anything better? Is there anything more beautiful than that? I don't think so. We only only lost 100 people. 100. That's it. How about that? Well, that's good news. My God, this is the president of the United States. We have, like, let me ask you a question. I thought about this the other day. If he dies, are people going to show up? Like, let's just say he dies. You know how people, they they put you in the middle of the rotunda in Congress. Anybody going to show up or are people going to be like, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, we're good. I got to tell you, it's incredible to me. This dude said we lost a we lost 100 people. Oh, all right. And we cured cancer. You want to know why Jolton Joe Biden did an entire campaign from his basement? You're reading it. Jolton Joe Biden strikes again. And we're so happy about it. He cured cancer. He did. Uh, Jennifer... Our friend Jen Gritty says, I'm so glad he ended cancer. I'll let my sister know that she won't have to take her every three-week treatments anymore. See, that's the crap that just pisses you off. You know, we all, for people like Jennifer's sister, we all pray and hope my mother who beat breast cancer, we all hope and pray that cancer does end. We all hope and pray that somehow, some way, 
our politicians will say to Big Pharma, look, we know we have a cure, let's go. But when politicians make fun of it, when politicians are not lucid enough to understand what they're saying, or they're lying, flat out lying, it's just sad. It's truly, truly sad. And again, like Jim Harbaugh, like Hunter Biden, like Joe Biden, no one's calling these people out on it. No one's calling the dementia of this guy. No one's saying a word. Not one word. Not one stinking word. Now, we all know, and let's compare it. Had Jim Tressel or Urban Meyer done what Jim Harbaugh done? Media frenzy. Had Donald Trump do what Jim, uh, Joe Biden did? Media frenzy. It's really amazing. We try to equate politics to sports here. It's honest to God amazing how chicken blank our media is, how hypocritical our media is. We're going to talk to a media guy that isn't. Our friend Jason Allen Hammer ain't afraid. By the way, our Colts opened up training camp and our beloved general manager looked right in the media's eyes and lied. Does your general manager do that? We're going to talk about that. Chris Ballard looked right at all the children in the indie media and just lied through his freaking teeth. Charlie Arnold's going to join us as well coming up at 10 o'clock. You don't want to miss Hammer Time. I love Hammer Time. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Yeah, you know what? The great Chris Ballard, our beleaguered, our begrudged, our overrated, our insane Colts general manager, spoke to the media yesterday. And the only media in town that understands everything resides on WIBC. It's Hammer and Nigel in the afternoons. It's Rob and Casey in the mornings. And they're all fantastic because they get every side of it. So here we are as Colts fans, Hammer Time. And, you know... Uh, I don't know. There was a lot of guys mentioned with injuries. One of them was not Jonathan Taylor going on the physically unable to perform list. But here's Jonathan Taylor on the physically able to perform list, a.k.a. Pup. So Ballard looked at everybody and lied again, Hammer Time. (laughs) This is what you need to know about the Jonathan Taylor situation in Indianapolis. All right. So Jonathan Taylor was on social media for just a little bit yesterday, just a little bit. He liked one tweet. That was his activity for most of the day. One single tweet. That tweet was a meme of Marshawn Lynch, the famous, I'm just here so I don't get fined meme. That tweet was liked by one Jonathan Taylor. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's social media. Who gives a rat's rear end? But the fact that that was the only thing that a guy that's pretty social media savvy, that loves you know, to get online and engage with fans, usually in a positive way. That was the only thing that he liked tells you what you need to know about this situation right now. And the real reality, the real reality of what's happening with the Indianapolis Colts right now is you have a new head coach. You have two new quarterbacks, new to your team and a rookie. Tight end situation is a mess. You're hoping and praying that Shaquille Leonard's back holds up enough for him to make it through another season because he still hasn't really lived up to the contract. 
extension that he signed. And let's be honest, the Jonathan Taylor situation. Is Jonathan Taylor probably the best player on this team? Yes, but it's business. And I would say the same thing about Jim Harbaugh. And I know you've been crushing Harbaugh, but the key thing to take away in the sports landscape the last 24 hours, Coach, it's just business. It's business. Harbaugh is going to get away with something that a coach in the MAC wouldn't do. Why? Because it's business. He's good for business. Jonathan Taylor, are you the best player on this Colts team? Probably. Are you going to get a big, massive deal? No, you're a running back, and that's not how things work. Is it fair? No, but it's business. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the sports landscape that falls under that business category, and Jonathan Taylor certainly fits that category. Well, I want to go back to Harbaugh, and something you said is interesting. A Mac coach couldn't get away with that. A Mac coach would be fired. Uh, but I feel like Hunter Biden and Jim Harbaugh, there's a parallel there. Hunter Biden's lawyers yesterday fake called into the probation officer. Very rarely are you hearing about any of this. Jim Harbaugh cheated then lied. We've heard no media on this. Uh, Harbaugh is getting the Hunter Biden-esque media treatment. I don't like it. <laughs> You're right. You don't like it. But you know what we end up doing at the end of the day? To quote Jim Carrey, we bend over and we take it up to tailpipe because there's nothing we can do. And when you have the media in your back pocket the way the Biden crime family does and the way that Jim Harbaugh does, you get away with a lot more. Go back to when Jimmy Johnson was the coach of the Cowboys. There was a practice team player that fell asleep in training camp and he got cut right away. And they asked Jimmy, what would you do if that were Troy Aikman? His response was, I would have got him a pillow. So this is where we're at right now. Are there different <laughs> rules for different people? You bet your sweet backside there are, but there's nothing we can do about it. It is what it is. This is the monster that has been created, not necessarily by us. Maybe we have a little blame in this, but the mainstream media. If you are a media darling, you can get away with a lot of stuff whether it's an actor, whether it's a singer, politician, or an athlete. Yeah, it really is amazing. Like, you know, Clay Travis has been all over this, and he's been very smart documenting, okay, what Biden has done is worse than what Nixon did. Now, I understand we're at a different time in our society, but you don't hear nothing. Hell, in fact, Joe Biden yesterday said he cured cancer and only 100 people <laughs> died from COVID. Get back on the coca plant, Joe. If you're doing the comparison here, the first Donald Trump impeachment was one whistleblower that claimed he was trying to shake down Ukraine over aid. Aid they eventually got. And keep in mind, Zelensky at the time said, I didn't think anything was too bad. One whistleblower impeachment through the House. Look at all of the material that the Republicans have right now. You've got Joe Biden on tape, and it's been on tape for a long time, bragging about getting a prosecutor fired in Ukraine. You've got all the paper trails uh, of corruption, starting with the big guy and then spreading out to Hunter and his worthless brother and a daughter-in-law. The paper trails are all there. Bribery, it's there. And don't get me started on the cocaine investigation. Any police officer with that level of access at the White House with those cameras would have found out whose blow it was within 30 minutes. But all of a sudden, 
nothing to see here. This is what happens. Again, different rules for different people. And right now, you've got Joe Biden as the president. One of his lackeys is the attorney general. The feds, the Department of Justice, the FBI, they're all in the tank. We've seen this from multiple whistleblowers. But until the Republican House grows a pair, until Kevin McCarthy and the other Republicans actually get a little testosterone, get a little tea flowing, there's nothing to see here. Do something about it. You've got the House. If you want to run an impeachment, do her, do her an impeachment run. If you want to start passing out some uh, subpoenas, if you want to start getting some folks working on some indictments, do it. Don't give me a press conference, Kevin McCarthy. Do something about it. Well, that's exactly right. Like, you know, to your point, there's nothing done with that. And to my point about Harbaugh, you cheat, then you lie about cheating, which is the same thing the Bidens are doing. And then you get to negotiate your penalty in NFL or at college football to a four game, but we're still negotiating. Look, once you look the camera in the eye, once you're caught and you look them in the eye, investigators, media, and in, 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 in the, the, the general population, you should be fired. Once you look the camera you in should. the eye and lie, you should be fired, period. But it's about business, though. And in this day and age of college football, let's focus it specifically on college football. Dudes are getting paid out here now. The NCAA has always been about money, but now the money is rampant. It's right there in front of your face. The NIL situation means dudes are out here getting paid. And if you, not Coach Dan Dockage, but let's just say you were employed at the NCAA, do you want a ban on postseason for a couple of your historic brands, Tennessee and Michigan? Because both of them had some egregious things happen recently. Tennessee had like 200 violations. Now they fired their coach, Jeremy Pruitt, who was a total zero, probably the best thing that ever happened to that program, but they fired their coach, but they did not get the postseason ban. Do you want Michigan, one of the best brands in the sport, to not be in the postseason? Do you want that Ohio State-Michigan game to mean nothing? There's a lot of TV money, a lot of revenue money that comes from people watching that game, and there's usually a lot on the line. Is it right? Hell no. But is it big business? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And, and, and that's why I'm the only one that's sitting here fighting this. Like, I look at the media in college football, and they're more worried about what's happening in, like, tennis. Dan Wolken at the USA Today, who's a football <laughs> writer. He's worried about tennis. They're, uh, I don't know. It, it just drives me nuts that I'm the only one worrying about this. It also drives me nuts that everybody, how about this? Hillary Clinton says MAGA Republicans are responsible for the temperature on Earth the hell is this? So for those keeping score at home, it's MAGA Republicans fault for summer. Let that sink in for just a little bit. <laughs> and the replies on Twitter to that post from Hillary Clinton, chef's kiss. I mean, God bless America. Every once in a while, not a lot, but every once in a while, the internet and Twitter give you some comedy gold. And if you have some spare yes. time today, if you have to go number two, if you're sitting on the can, maybe you're stuck in the airport, scroll through the replies to that tweet from Hillary Clinton blaming MAGA Republicans for places like Arizona being hot in the summertime. It's the best <laughs> thing you will read all day long. I'm, I tell you this. Yeah, it, it, 
I mean, I said, you know, uh, there is a bunker underneath the Greenbrier in West Virginia where, like, if nuclear bombs <laughs> hit, the Senate's supposed to go. I think that's where MAGA Republicans meet with a little thermostat that says, okay, let's turn up the heat here in Indiana, uh, crank that bad boy up in Arizona. Like, honest to God, like, I get the desperation. I do. I, I get it. But these are our leaders, big boy. These guys are leaders. You're right. And this is why when people go out to vote for anything, we usually screw it up as a society. Remember, it used to right, be all fans right. voting for the all-star games. We screwed it up every year. Deserving guys never went. Washed up people who were good 10 years ago always went. Whenever we get the opportunity to name something, like every once in a while, you'll see the Navy has a contest. We want you to name this new vessel. What do we vote on? Bodie McBoderton or Bodie McBoatface. This is what we do. You can't trust us with picking our leaders in this country. We're morons. We are. Look who we picked to be the president of the United States right now. An openly racist, senile man that can't stand up on a bicycle, can't walk upstairs. They had to put the kid-level stairs out for the big guy just so he could get up and down of Air Force One, and he's still on the struggle bus. This is what we do. We screw things up. All we're asking for is to not be a total embarrassment. We expect a little embarrassment. We will take a little embarrassment. But what we have right now is total embarrassment. And uh, I'm going to have you on in a couple of weeks towards the end of camp, and we're going to go through and give our Colts prediction. Usually I say the Colts are going to be like 14 and 3, 13 and 4, <laughs> just for the hell of it. Uh, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Anthony Richardson signed, and he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the world, so I'm all in. Is I'm he? all in, big dog. Is he? Anybody that's no. watched a little SEC football like I have, you see a dynamic runner and a dude that can't throw a five-yard out. So let's see what happens here. As of right now, I'm betting that under. There's a lot of time before the regular season, but if it's Anthony Richardson, I'm betting under. If we feel like Gardner Minshew is going to be the dude – Take a look at the over right there. But if he is the dude, for how long? That's why That's why I'm waiting a couple weeks. See, everybody gets excited when camp starts. Everybody loses their mind. Oh, camp. And they run and they bet over and unders. I want to see, does Jonathan Taylor come back? Is he really hurt? I, my people are telling me, you're not going to see Darius Leonard play much football this year. He'll play some, but not a whole lot. I want to see before I make bets. I want to know. I want to see who's injured. Uh, that's just common sense to me, no? No, you're right. And, man, you look at this roster. I believe it was in the movie Major League, where at the beginning the construction workers are talking about the Cleveland Indians, and they've got that roster of dudes in front of them. And to quote, these guys don't look too freaking good. Now, I've cleaned that up for your program here, but the tight end situation is a mess. you got a bunch of really athletic dudes. None of them can block. Only a few of them can get open. Uh, are we really sold as Michael Pittman Jr. being the guy, the number one wide receiver? Is Alec Pierce going to break out at two? I don't know. Questions at corner. This great offensive line that we've heard so much about was awful last year. Um, and the quarterback situation. If Gardner Minshew is the guy, well, we've seen his act in the past. Great spot starter from time to time but is that who you're going to ride yes. with? And if not, it's Anthony Richardson, who, again, 
he's going to have a big learning curve here. Phenomenal athlete, little Justin Fields in there with the running game, but I got to see something out of that passing game, coach. Yeah, because that's what the NFL is, passing game. It's Hammer and Nigel. Three o'clock. I listen every day when I'm in my car because they're that good. Look, I don't listen to just anything, people. It's the number one news talk <laughs> station on the, with the number one news talk show. Check them out. WIBC.com for those of you looking. Thanks, Hammer. Appreciate you, brother. You got it, brother. Thank you. There's nobody better than Jason Allen Hammer. There simply isn't. Training camp opens. And let me go into just for a moment for all of you. Everybody gets excited. Training camp is open. You're like, man, I'm being told that this guy or that guy here in Indianapolis, we're going to hear about Anthony Richardson. You know we are. We're going to hear how great he is. Oh, my God, it's breathtaking when he runs. Oh, my God. Remember last year when all the players talked about what a great leader Matt Ryan is? You know what Matt Ryan's doing this year? He's an analyst for CBS. That's right. He went from last year, the dumbass that is Reggie Wayne, saying, oh, my God, I want to throw up. Whenever I see Matt Ryan, he reminds me so much of Peyton Manning. Really? Does he? All right. Well, you're going to hear it in your town. You're going to hear how good, unless you have a real media. Now, Tennessee may have a real media, so you may not hear how good Will Levis is. Houston has a real media, so you may not see the fawning over C.J. Stroud. I'm not sure Carolina has a real media. They're a Southeastern Conference media. They will tell you how great Bryce Young is. Now, you can tell me that Tennessee is a Southeastern Conference media, but the media folks that I know in Tennessee are going to shoot you straight about whether Will Levis is any good, Malik Willis. They told you last year Malik Willis was no good. See, here in Indy, we get crap. We get children. And you got to pay for it. You got to pay for this clown named Stephen Holder, who's been there 10 years, has never broken a story. Literally never broken a story in going on his 11th year. He's with ESPN. You got to pay for him. Some kid named James Boyd. James Boyd's literally 25 years old. They fired Kravitz. They fired all these guys because, well, cost-cutting at the Athletic. You got to pay to hear James Boyd, a guy that shows up at camp wearing high-top gym shoes with no socks. That's the level of this clown, and you got to pay for it. You got to pay for two little kids who have been described by my friend Kent Sterling as not good enough to be even the high school class president. They sit there as children. They don't know nothing. You got to pay for the indie star. And of course, Greg Doyle, who's going to shame anybody that does not, does not get the COVID vaccine, is going to tell you Archie Miller's a grand slam hire and going to tell you after the Colts win a game, it's a blueprint for a Super Bowl. And you got to pay for it. It's ridiculous in Indy. Now, I don't know your town. New York's a little tougher, right? Tennessee, I already said, they got some real journalists in Tennessee. Jacksonville is yay, rah, 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 rah. It's a lot like what it is here in Indianapolis. It just simply is. By the way, how about Justin Herbert? How about Justin Herbert signing a deal that is massive? Justin Herbert becomes the highest paid player in the NFL. Now, I want you to say, I want to say this again with you. Justin Herbert becomes the highest paid player in the NFL. May I sing it with me? Now you tell me, 
the hell has Justin Herbert done? Five years, $262.5 million. That's what Justin Herbert signed for. $133.7 million fully guaranteed. Listen to this. 193.7 if he gets hurt. That's guaranteed money. Five years, 255 was what Jalen Hurts said. And that idiot Martin, what Kimberly A. Martin, said he's disrespected. J- Jalen Hurts was the previous highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He was disrespected, according to some idiot that interrupts people on ESPN NNN. Now Justin Herbert is the highest paid quarterback. I can hear it now. Racism. White boy. Racism. You can hear it. Can you hear it in the distance? It's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's like a train. I don't even know how to make it. Chugga chugga. That's how you do a train. Chugga 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 Boom! The train hits you. Racist! White boy, big money, because he's white boy. Stop it, stupid. I'm with you. Justin Herbert's going to make $52.5 million. Lamar Jackson's going to make $52 million. Jalen Hurts, disrespected. He's only going to make, oh, wait for it, $51 million of disrespect. I want to ask a question. What has Justin Herbert done to deserve that? Lamar Jackson's been MVP. Has he not? I think he has. I I think so. Uh, Jalen Hurts has gone to a Super Bowl. What exactly, what exactly, other than hit the market at the right time, has Justin Herbert done? Remember, Justin Herbert wasn't going to be the starter until the doctor for the Chargers punctured the lung of Tyrod Taylor. And then you know what? Boom. Away he went. Boom. He took off. So now he is the highest paid football player. But alas, he's not the highest paid contract from yesterday. Think about that. The highest paid NFL player did not get the biggest contract yesterday. That went, ladies and gentlemen, to a nondescript player named Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown gets the richest deal in NBA history. Jalen Hurts, you think $52.5 million is a lot? Hold my beer. Hold my Phoenix coffee mug. Jalen Brown, hey, look, I got to go see the Celtics tonight because I'm dying to see Jalen Brown, said no one ever. Good play. Good play. Really good player. But does anybody say, hey, man, used to be the Celtics are in town. I don't go see Bird and McHale in Paris. Hey, man, the Celtics are in town playing the Pacers. Kyrie's on them. Does anybody say, hey, man, Celtics are in town. I got to go see Jalen Brown, $304 million. That's, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, 60 mil a year. I'm going to say that again. So yesterday, an NFL guy, An NFL guy signed for $52.5 million, but that wasn't the biggest contract. Hold my beer, Jalen Brown said, and he ain't wrong. He is not wrong. 
And I am here for it. I swear to God, I am here for it. I am here because I like it. Now, let me walk you through Jalen Brown's contract here. And this is what I've always told you. I've always told you, Isaiah Thomas turned me on to this. A hundred years ago, Isaiah Thomas, myself, Coach Knight, were talking about NBA contracts. And Isaiah said 52% of your money is gone. It's actually more now. I'm going to give you the net income. $22.5 million of that 60 goes to federal tax. $6 million goes to NBA escrow. $1.8 goes to agent. $1.4 goes to FICA and Medicare. $1.8 goes to something called a jock tax. $2.7 goes to Massachusetts tax. $24.5 million is what Jalen Brown has to live on from that $60 million contract. That's what I'm reading on Twitter. And remember this. If you read it on Twitter, it's true. Used to be if two guys in a bar told you, then it was true. But now it's if you read it on Twitter, it's true. So a guy signs for 52. This fascinated me. I don't know if you can tell uh, because, well, frankly, I've only said it six times in this segment, so I'm guessing you can tell. But it just fascinates me. It fascinates me that, guess what, $52.5 million for a mediocre Justin Herbert betting on the come and $60 million for a really good but not great, not somebody that's must-see TV, Jalen Brown. Man, how about that? Speaking, people are saying bad things about Aaron Rodgers' brother. Aaron Rodgers' brother was on The Bachelor. Jordan Rodgers was a Bachelor participant, and he was pretty good. Now he's a quarterback guru, and as a quarterback guru, uh, we must pay attention to things that he has to say. Do you know the name Joe Milton? Of course you know the name Joe Milton. You guys have to know the name Joe Milton. Joe Milton is the quarterback of the Tennessee Volunteers. Joe Milton is a big, strong dude that can throw a ball from me to you, and you live in Nashville. Joe Milton is considered by Jordan Rogers the best quarterback in college football. Yeah, that's right. He's considered the best quarterback in college football, and people, even on OutKick, are going nuts. Our friend David Hookstead wrote this. Jordan Rodgers uncorked an all-time wild college football take about Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. The college football season is around the corner. Week zero will be here before we know it. All right, listen to this. This is the take. Joe Milton is hands down the most talented quarterback in the entire country, and it's not even close. Now, let's be honest. He doesn't say the best quarterback. He says the most talented quarterback. There's a big difference. Tom Brady probably was as talented as any, but not the most talented in the NFL over his time in the NFL. Peyton Manning was certainly as talented as ever, uh, but when it came to raw talent, throwing, running, wasn't the most talented. Joe Milton, you can make the argument. I don't think this is as wild a claim as my friend David Hookstead says. Joe Milton was fantastic. Joe Milton, I don't know, he got 971 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, that came against uh, Clemson in a bowl game. They were depleted. And he threw eight passes in a loss to South Carolina. He threw 82 passes last year. Drake Meyer. 
Drake May, and of course, Caleb Williams are the front runners for best quarterback. But I would argue, I don't know, maybe he is the most talented. Joe Milton can throw a football. Joe Milton can run. Joe Milton ain't bad. Charlie Arnold is a star. She's going to join our OutKick network coming up here, I don't know, probably end of next month. And she joins next. Hey, don't forget, coming up at 10.58, Clay Travis. We're off at 10.58. It's called a hard out in the business. Clay Travis is going to join us coming up at 11. He's actually not going to join me. He's going to be joined by Ron DeSantis. DeSantis and Travis sit down for an interview of the ages. So you got to make damn sure that you stay right here right after our show. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Of course, Sterling and I will be on at 1 o'clock on our YouTube channel. That's after Travis and before OutKick. So you can join us for local indie talk coming up at 1 o'clock with me and Ken Sterling. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be fantastic. The lovely, the uber-talented Charlie Arnold next. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the OutKick network. Ladies and gentlemen, you know her, you love her, and you should. (laughs) She is the queen of the UFC. She was not on the raucous USC private plane. I wanted stories from the USFC private plane headed over to London and Spain and everywhere else, but I didn't get any because you you weren't on it. I don't have any good stories. I don't have any good plane stories except that, you know, the mint cabin in, in JetBlue is very nice, so I'll say that much. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, is what it is. All right, I got a couple questions for you. We got to get into a little bit of politics here. I am stunned by this story. So Hunter Biden just walked into courtroom today in Delaware to plead guilty to a bunch of stuff. Okay, there's a plea agreement in place. But yesterday, apparently, his idiot attorneys decided to call the prosecutor's office and act like Republicans. Why do these idiots, why do these people get such a pass with all the stupidity that they do? What, what is this? Oh, my God. I mean, where do we even begin? I just the list for Hunter Biden is so outrageous that sometimes you forget that this is the president's family because you're like, oh, this is a great reality show. Oh, I'm watching Bravo. Oh, no, wait. (laughs) This is the leaders, you know, the leader of our country's son um, who he, you know, just even uh, Joe Biden, he keeps having to backtrack now. You know, first it was I've never been involved with my son. I've never been involved with the phone calls. Now it's just like I haven't been in business with him because now he can't brush off the phone calls because we all have evidence of that. I don't know. Hunter Biden is just, I mean, what do you expect from someone that smokes crack and bangs hookers? It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just comedy yeah, at this point. Yeah, I said, you know, when, when I'm 100 years old, I don't want to die I guess, if my wife isn't alive. I don't want to die in some home. I guess I'll smoke crack and bang hookers like Hunter. And maybe it's the way to go. Maybe as an older guy, it's just, you know, who wants to die in a home? A pile of blow and hookers. Let's go. I think that's the way to go. Hunter Biden style. What the hell? I know. Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, he's pleading guilty to these couple of tax charges, but that's just like his way of being like, hey, I'm I'm taking like the easy route road out. You know, that's what everyone like. This is the perception is, oh, he's pleading guilty. OK, he's owning up. He's taking accountability. When meanwhile, no one's taking accountability for anything. These are the smallest charges of anything he could have been convicted of. And um, this is just the DOJ's way of being like, look, we got him. 
everyone happy? Now we can move on, even though right. like we're just getting started. I'm on Twitter a lot, and a lot of people I know are, and they're asking me this question. Okay, Elon Musk is rebranding Twitter to X. Okay, well, first, could that get him in legal trouble with Microsoft and Zuckerberg? Two, when does this happen? Because I'm on Twitter, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't see any X. I just see Twitter. What, what, what's going on here? Okay, so I i mean, obviously, I don't know exactly what's happening. I just know there's a rebrand and everyone's freaking out because people have grown very fond and close to their Twitter account, who they are on Twitter, the friendships that they've built on Twitter, just like probably a lot of other social media platforms. But Twitter feels like it was one that's been around for so long that people just feel like so attached to it, right? So now that it's being rebranded from Twitter, which I can't even imagine not calling it Twitter. I feel like people are still going to call it Twitter even when it's completely rebranded as X. Um, but I think that the form that Twitter has currently is going to completely change. I don't know what that looks like, but Elon Musk, I think we talked about this several weeks ago. Elon Musk isn't just some ordinary guy who bought a social media platform because he had enough money to do so. I mean, he spent well over what it was worth uh, you know, he went to many lengths to acquire it because for him, this is not about owning a social media platform. He is really looking to make a huge impact in the world. Uh, he's really, I mean, he's trying to send people to Mars. He's trying to, you know, create an atmosphere where, you know, one day we can all survive because the end of the world inevitably will, will be at some point. Uh, how, you know, dark is that? But it's true. Like Elon Musk has a plan and I don't think anyone has even a grasp of the full scope uh, of the full um, scope of what he has in mind. But this is just like one piece. Um, Cause I think they said that Twitter, as far as its brand value, like completely plummeted when they changed the name to X, but, or the market value, but that's not what he's after. Um, he has like a bigger plan in mind. So I'm interested to see how this plan takes shape. And um, he's already alluded to it in small ways here and there, but uh, I have no idea what we're in for. Is it unfair? Because my initial reaction has been, um, you know what, when I see someone like Bronny James go down with cardiac arrest, my initial reaction yeah. is the shot. But I, I tell this story to people. When I, when I was in eighth grade, the seventh grade used to play before us. So we went to St. Joe Dyer, the seventh grade team's playing, and a kid collapsed. He had a heart issue. He died. He died on the court. Now, we played the eighth grade game. It's a weird deal. I don't know, but we did. So I'm, I'm a little bit like, all right, I immediately want to ask, is this from the shot? And then I think back to my own, and maybe this has been happening all along. It's just more popular. Is it fair to ask about the shot? Well, that's what I tweeted out yesterday. Um, that was my initial reaction was young, healthy athletes like Bronny James should not be falling over with cardiac arrest. And, you know, a lot of people came at me very harshly, as you can imagine. Uh, my mentions have been blowing up. They're still blowing up uh, from this one tweet. But um, I think that you can't, I mean, everyone, there's probably different rationales for a lot of people, but you can't ignore the prevalence of all of these really elite athletes suffering from cardiac arrest in recent years. Um, I think it's very fair to question its relation to the COVID vaccine. Um, I think that there was a prevalence of it that existed before, sure, but the rate at which it's happening now is pretty astounding. 
And, you know, they have directly tied the vaccine to myocarditis. So I don't know why people are so up in arms about the fact that there very easily could be a tie between the vaccine and cardiac arrest in these very young, healthy athletes. So I don't know. That's my first inclination um, because I know that it happened before, but it wasn't so common. I mean, it was still alarming. And I think that there's articles still alluding to the importance of recognizing that it happened in the past. Um, even before the COVID vaccine existed. Uh, but I still think that the the rate at which it's happening and the fact that they have directly tied the vaccine to myocarditis, which is part of what cardiac arrest means, uh, I don't think you can ignore. So for me, my first gut instinct is the COVID vaccine. So, you know, I only hope that he recovers well and I hope that he's the exact same person and player that he was before suffering this horrible event. Um, but I'm not scared to say that I think it's from the COVID vaccine, unless someone can tell me that he didn't get vaccinated. Uh, then we can start uh, investigating other causes, but mm, that's my gut instinct. Yeah, I'm with you on it. Like I, I'm, I'm legitimately every time I see it, I'm like, well, you know, we. I had a doctor going way back, told my family, told his family, don't get the vaccine because we don't know enough. And yeah. I've always kind of hung to that. I, you know, the Indy Star reporter says, Greg Doyle, he shamed people. If you don't get the vaccine, you're, you know, whatever. Okay, I'll take a doctor's word. And every time I see it, I swear to God, Charlie, my first thought is, well, there's another one the vaccine got. I, I do. I, I just do. I don't know. Well, I, I know people right that have said you know, they're not suffering from such horrible things like cardiac arrest. But I have people who have gotten the vaccine who have said, my just something doesn't feel the same anymore. Like my heart feels pressure. It beats irregularly. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people that are suffering because of the COVID vaccine. I mean, I have I know someone who hasn't been able to work out since they got the vaccine. Like it's horrible um, because when they start working out and their heart rate gets elevated, they get pains there. They get pains in their chest. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. But. My gut instinct, the second that I saw that news come down, I was like, he was definitely vaccinated, and this is definitely from the shot. And a lot of yeah, other people I mean, took that stance, too. A lot of very intelligent people took that stance, okay? And I'm, it's, like, so annoying yeah. being called a conspiracy theorist because it's not a conspiracy theory when so many people have directly suffered and it's been directly linked to getting the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I'm, people are just so married to their opinion on it. Like... Yeah, and, and, and not you, but I mean, people get so married to it. You and I are talking reasonably about it, but people get so like, oh, the vaccine's great. There's no, that, I, it, it's like anything else, I suppose, in the world that we currently live in. You get married to a side and you don't want to hear the other side. You know what I mean? It's stunning. And then you get called names. It's not a debate. It's not, hey, Charlie, think about this. It's, oh, Charlie, you're wrong. You're a conspiracy theorist. It's amazing oh, to me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care if, if, if you are super excited that you got vaccinated and you still stand by that, by all means. Um, but I feel like there's right. so many people also who got vaccinated who aren't keeping up with their boosters. So I'd ask, hey, if you're so gung-ho about the COVID vaccine, why are you still not getting boosted on the regular schedule? Because there's so many Americans, they sh they showed the drop-off, right, of, of how many people were getting the initial shots, you know, as mandated by many people's employers and you know, because people made that personal choice. And then there was the booster schedule. And a lot of people got that first booster. But then from there, it's completely dropped off. 
I mean, this is the opposite of what the pharmaceutical companies want to be happening. But I just question if you're so gung ho about the vaccine and so happy and want to brag about the fact you got it, why aren't you getting all your booster shots? Why are, why are the pharmaceutical companies showing such a drop off and decline in people's use of the shot? So I think I think people, a lot of people probably are upset they got the vaccine, but they want to stand by it because they're like, well, I already did it. I already did the harm to my body. So I might as well you know, gloat and brag and shame everybody who didn't to make myself feel better. When meanwhile, they're probably regretting that decision, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I, yeah. All right. I have said this. So Friday I'm playing golf and a buddy of mine, he's like, Hey, I got to go. I go, what are you up to the rest of the evening? He goes, well, my daughters, they're six and eight. They dressed up like Barbie. We're having a Barbie pre-party and then we're mm-hmm. all going to see the movie Barbie. And I'm like, hey, that's really cool. One of my fondest memories of my daughter is taking all of her friends to see the Justin Bieber first movie and watching them cry and cheer. It was awesome. So I'm not mad at the Barbie movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not mad at the Barbie movie. You know, people, but Pierce Morgan said Barbie said he'd be executed if he made a movie like that about men. How about that? Yeah, I mean, but I think there are probably... Well, I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if there were a movie about a guy that just relished in being a boy and did all the boy things and lived in his boy world, it would not bother me. Honestly, it would not bother me. If there's some fictional character or some doll or some movie, I that doesn't bother me. Just like I think like people that are getting bothered by Barbie, like, wh- what are you talking about? This is a doll that we've had, I mean, since... <laughs> ages ago that little girls always played with that it was like the girl thing right it's the i can you get any more girly than barbie no you can't so what are you expecting from the movie it's going to be like the like utmost chick flick it's going to promote feminism i mean feminism like has many different uh i guess sides to it but barbie is just like she's just a straight up girl and that's all like we want her to be and i don't know why people are so upset about it like what's what's the what's the problem this is not a boy movie. Know. This is not People catered get... for men. This is a girl movie. And if you are a guy and want to go see it and enjoy it for what it is, great. But if you don't, like I, for example, know that I asked a guy to go see Barbie with me because I still want to see it. And he's like, you're on your own there, which that's fine. I don't need to go with you. I'll go with my girlfriend. <laughs> Honest to God, the guy should have been flattered and he should have been saying, yes, I'll pick you up. You should have roses, a limo. And he should be dressed up as Ken. What is wrong with men today? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's fine. If you don't want to see the movie, that's fine. Just like I don't really want to see Top Gun or whatever that movie is that's coming out. I want to see Oppenheimer, but isn't there a Top Gun coming out? There was a Top Gun that was the number one hit in the history of the world, and you missed no, it. No, 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 not one. Anti-man. Isn't there a new movie coming out? There's like a new one, right? That's coming out. I think. I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not Top Gun, but I don't, they, know, I don't but... have any interest in seeing that. So that's fine. You know, like I'll see Barbie. You see the, uh, the action movie. That's cool. Right. So what we learned from this is that uh, our friend Charlie got dumped by a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it is what we learned. Yes. <laughs> I learned that I guess I'm yeah, not as special as I thought I was. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I, if my if my daughter said, "Hey, Dad, let's go to Barbie," I'd be there in a second. Of course. If my wife said it first, 
Yeah. If if my wife said, "Hey Dan, let's go see Barbie," I should you'd have to pull me off the floor with a heart <laughs> attack, going, "Who are you?" And then I'd, I'd probably go. You know, I mean, hey, I don't know. Some I don't. What do I care? It's a movie. Yeah, what about do you, a wait, doll. What do you care? It's two hours. Two hours of your life. You get to go see a movie. Whatever. It's it's not that serious. I don't know why. There's some people that are just no. freaking out, and I'm like, not everything needs to be an issue, right? I mean, we have so many problems in the world. I mean, there's so many problems. Like, this does not need to be one of them. Let's just let's just appreciate it for what it is. It's Barbie. Come on. <laughs> and you know what? Truthfully, Oppenheimer and Barbie are putting asses in the seats. It's the fourth highest weekend ever. And isn't that the point of movies? Isn't the point of a movie to get people to come watch what you put together? I, now, documentaries are different, right? I mean, real crime things are different. You got to have some honesty and some truth. Oppenheimer is a little bit different, I suppose. But damn, the purpose of a movie is put asses in the seats and they're doing it. Yeah. And it's, and it's so hot everywhere right now, too. It's like 96 degrees in New York City today, something crazy. So this is just the perfect time of year to release some good movies. People want to get out of the heat. It's a nice, cool movie theater. You got a little activity for the family. Keep everybody entertained. It's actually, this is the time to release the movies, if you ask me. Brilliant. Of course. <laughs> Summer blockbusters, baby. Hey, exactly. thanks for coming on. Are you on it? Are you on our TV tonight? All the, all the, uh, the my YouTube chat is wondering, is Charlie on anywhere tonight? Let's see. I'm on Martha McCallum uh, at 3 p.m. on Fox. And then I will be um, on Fox Business at 6 p.m. for the bottom line. So nice. that's where you can find nice. me. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys are saying uh, if that guy, I guess it's Mission Impossible 7 is the one. That's oh, that's out. it. Mission it's Impossible. That's it. Line. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying on the YouTube chat, if that guy asks you to go Mission Impossible, <laughs> tell him to stick it. I, I am going to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Tell them thank you for the advice. Yeah. Hey, the YouTube chat will never fail you, Charlie. You'll see. Appreciate you. Have a great day. I wish, thank I you. I wish the Twitter chat did the same because right now, go. Oh. I'm getting murdered on Twitter right now. Just honestly, it kind of brings me some joy. It's weird. I don't know why. Like, but hearing people call me all these names now, like it used to bother me. Now I'm like, yes, yes, keep it coming. Yeah. I saw one so. person said, how come you never spoke on this before? I forget what it was about. And you're like, well, I worked at ESPN. I wasn't allowed to. Boy, I feel. Yeah, I know. They asked me about like, did you sell your soul? Like, why are you now just saying these stuff? And I was like, I, I, I said my response, I've always been anti-vax. I just haven't been able to talk about it, which is totally fair, right? I mean, it, no one was able to talk about it because it was mandated. It wasn't something that you could just say it. You know, look what happened to Sage Steele when she spoke out against it. Like, I wasn't going down that road. So now that I can say it and everyone's, well, I thought they chilled out a little bit because no one's required to do it anymore. Apparently I was wrong. Uh, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Can't wait till she starts her show. The whole program will be uplifted. All right, here's the deal. DeSantis and Travis coming up at 11 o'clock. Set your calendar, set your watch in 40 minutes. It's the interview that we've been waiting for. Clay Travis sits down with Ron DeSantis. Here's a little clip from it, ladies and germs. See what I did there? My plan on doing law school was to try to do baseball on the business side in the front office or something oh, like yeah. that. But then 9-11 happened. And so then I ended up joining the Navy and I, I felt the calling to serve. I wanted to volunteer, so I served in Iraq. I served right. in all these places. And then that just kind of took me in a different path 
But had that not happened, I think I would have gone into baseball um, and been involved yeah. on that side of the house. Office. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's a multiverse out there where you never go into politics yeah. and instead go straight into the, I think so. the front office side. I think so. See, that's pretty cool. And you can see the interview on OutKick right here, actually, at 11 o'clock. Tune in. Full interview coming up. It's Clay Travis and Ron DeSantis. It's the interview that, frankly, you have been wanting. The interview that we've been wanting was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and he was absolutely fantastic. I need your vote. I need your opinion on something. I'm trying to get the OutKick guys to give me a show couple times a week, maybe in the evening, uh, during the college basketball season. A college basketball show with Double D seems to be something that is necessary. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know it. You love it. It's beautiful. It is. What the hell Wednesday. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the stupidity. This is where Dylan and Nick and Ryan, this is where they shine, baby. All right, it is what the hell Wednesday! Let's see the first one. What? Oh, we saw this last week. Didn't we, or is this the same idiot? What? Hold on. Oh, that's just... That's hurtful. Are you guys regifting What the Hell Wednesday? Are you regifting? That one was last week. You think I don't notice. I don't have anything to do ever but to look at our show. What's next? Don't be a regifter. Uh-oh. What did this clown do? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. No way. Show that again. She's washing her car? Come on, lady. Wait, show that again. How does this start? First off, let me ask you a question. Do you guys think this is real? Like, is this from the camera of the little car wash port? Or is this a lady saying, hey, get me on film. I want to be on at fail catcher one. I don't know if that's real. I need someone in my ear giving me what they think. Uh, Boom. Down goes lady. Down goes lady. Give me the next one. What are we doing here? What is she doing? Look at this woman. Oh, boy. Oh! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, make it halfway down. Like, look at the slow-mo on this. He's kicking. He's screaming. He's trying to make it. And his buddy's like, let me help you. What what did he hit? He hit something right cool. Look, word of advice. If you're going to be an idiot and you're going to skateboard on rails, can you at least check to see if the rail is smooth and not oh! stuck? All right. Just check first. Just do yourself a favor and check first. Oh! Check to make sure. 
Check to make sure there's nothing there. All right, let's go to the next one. I'm tired of looking at that guy. This idiot is doing a shot on a bear. A shot on a bear. He's sitting on a bear. He's got whatever, probably Schlievovitz. He's probably Serbian, although he doesn't look Serbian. He looks somewhat Norwegian or maybe German. I don't know what they're speaking. But the dude is sitting on a bear doing a shot. I was kind of hoping the bear was going to spin it around and bite his testes. That's what I was hoping. All right, what's next? Oh, 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 that's rock. That's not soft. That's not trampoline. That's not brush. That's rock this guy's falling into. A thousand ways to D.I. And this is one of them. What are you doing? Like, all right, we always see these guys that are climbing to the top. We always see them once they get to the top and they're praising themselves and they're excited, right? That's what's really happening most times. That right there is what's going on with these rock climbers, 95% of them. I I have a nephew. He's a rock climber. He's an elite rock climber. He's out as a uh, EMS guy out in Yosemite. And I always ask him, like, what percent of dudes fall? He goes, oh, like 100. You kidding me? Is that Jim Harbaugh rock climbing? I think it was. I do. I, I, I kind of, sort of think it was. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we have any more, but there it is. What the hell Wednesday? I got to tell you, what the hell Wednesday has been really, really upgraded because I like them. Now, one thing I will tell you, I didn't mind the bear. The bear did look happy. I wonder if he was sedated. And do you think the guy is so hammered he doesn't know what he's doing? Or do you think the guy's just really brave and kind of a bear whisperer? Like, I wonder about these things. I wonder, is he a bear whisperer? I don't know. Dave Renard says something that I saw the other day. He said this, I always appreciate dental hygiene in America when seeing Russian and European folks. Like if you watch, what's that guy's name? Ted Lasso. That really comes into play. I'm with you on that. Dental hygiene in America. Go thank your dentist. Go thank him. Hey, uh, Silent Isle Owl Scribe is apparently a D-bag. He says, looks like animal abuse. Boo that guy drinking on a bear. Keith M., that is animal cruelty. Why? Seriously, why? What's the problem? I mean, who cares? Like, do you really care? Do you really think that's abuse? Do you really give a rat's ass that somebody is on a bear? I don't know. Hey, uh, raise your hand if you want to go to Fatcom. I'll tell you what FATCOM is when we come back. FATCOM, baby. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned.
Would you give a sheesh? Would you give a crap? I, I, I'm going off script here, but would you give a crap if you were Giselle Bunchen? Like, would you give a crap if Tom Brady was dating some girl, some Russian supermodel? The only reason you would even think about giving a crap is because you would want to know whether or not the supermodel was a decent human being, because chances are the supermodel is going to be around your kids. Like, that's the only reason, right? That, that, that's it. There's no other reason. There's no other reason to say, hey, I care. Like, I don't care who my ex-wife's dating. My ex-wife didn't care who I'm dating. What does it matter? You know, you get divorced, you get divorced. You're sad, you get divorced. You're happy, you got divorced. Either way, I mean, who cares? But Giselle Bunchen apparently doesn't care, and she shouldn't care. Like, there were reports earlier that Giselle Bunchen was supposed to care. Why would you care? Seriously. Would you give a crap? Would you give a crap? Would you care even a little bit? I certainly would. All right, The View, Joy Behart, she's all, uh, she's got her panties in a twist. I'm sorry, she's got her depends in a twist. And when Joe, ba- Joe Behart of The View gets her, well, gets her panties in a twist or her depends in her twist, we're all supposed to, I don't know, give a shit. I don't care even a little bit. But Joy Behart says that Governor Greg Abbott is a sadist. She doesn't like having a floatable wall. She doesn't like it. And if Joy Behar doesn't like it, well then damn it, I got to tell you, I don't like it either. I'm all in on Joy Behar. No, I'm not. Joy Behar is an idiot. And so, well, if you don't, again, if you don't agree with, I don't know, Joy Behar, then you are a sadist. Yeah. Now, let's be honest. That fat pass has not done anything. I don't even know what she was before she came to The View. I don't know. Was she a comedian? Was she an actress? Was she a... I, I don't know. Was she a politician? What was she? What was this woman? What was Joe, Joe, Joy Behar? He has a sadistic streak. I look up the word sadist. It's a person who derives pleasure, sometimes sexual gratification. I don't think that's his problem, from inflicting pain. She said the governor signed a law stripping construction workers of their right to water breaks every four hours. Of course he didn't do that. The Department of Justice is planning to sue because, well, guess what? Uh, They put up floating buoy border barriers to stop illegal immigration into the state. He said, uh, Abbott did, Texas has the sovereign authority to defend our border under U.S. Constitution and the Texas Constitution. We have sent the Biden administration numerous letters detailing our authority, including the one I hand delivered to President Biden earlier this year. Of course, Sonny Hostin has to check in, she of being a stupid racist. She says, fine, there's a problem at the border. There's been an immigration problem in this country. A lot of people don't work on it. Democrats won't work on it. Blah, 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 blah. But she should or he should worry about guns. So these two idiots who nobody actually knows what their qualifications are, but hey, we listen to them. We talk about them on our show. Have decided what the governor of Texas should do. God bless you. Go get them, white Karen. Go get them, black racist. I think you're black, Sonny Hassan. I'm not sure. Whatever you are, good for you. Uh, Temple University is hosting a Philly fatcom 
with queer sex therapists offering fat, positive sexual health care. Yeah, that seems good. Yeah, we got a fat com. Uh, I went to Kinkfest, not intentionally, but uh, University of Wisconsin in their hotel that we were staying at had Kinkfest. And there was a big old gal and a little dude. And you know those hotel buggies that you bring all your luggage up? They had all kind of toys. And I was in the well, I was in the elevator with them. And I go, hey, which one of you gets the whip? And the little dude looks at me and goes, ah, I get the whip. She whips me nice. I go, really? I go, you like whipping them? She goes, oh, yeah. I go, why wouldn't you just rather do it with your hand? And she said, well, it's more dominant with a whip. I snuck behind the curtain at Kinkfest. It's kind of fun. They had different rooms set up. Yeah, there are a lot of weird people. So I am not mad about a good old-fashioned fest. You can have a fest. If you got fat fest, God bless you. Good for you. A sexual, well, let's be honest, queer sex therapist offering fat positive health care. There's no such thing as fat positive health care. Let's just be honest. Fat health care is never positive. Fat positive health care simply does not exist other than to say, hey, look, you should be fat and proud. You lazy pos. I'm a lazy pos. I am. When I wasn't lazy, I wasn't fat. Now I'm fat. Temple is set to host the first ever PhillyCon this October, conference boasting its role as an exclusively judgment-free, fat-focused event featuring fat-friendly classes, vendors, talks with influencers, a costume party, and the fat sex therapist, Son Ali Rashatwar, who uses they, they, he, they, whatever pronouns, according to one of the con's Instagram posts, is slated to be the keynote speaker. She constantly focuses on, of course you know it's coming, white supremacist ideals behind fat phobia, the social construct of health, fat trauma, and the intersection of fat and gender. That's right. Based in Philly, they are a super fat, queer, bisexual, non-binary therapist. Yeah. Hell yeah. What a world. You got to make fun of it. If you don't make fun of it, I cannot help you. If you take this stuff serious, you're out of your mind. This is some scam artist getting a bunch of fat, insecure people to go pay money to be part of a conference to tell you being fat is okay. Being fat is not okay. Being fat and being obese is a health risk. Stop it. In fact, I'm not so sure I would hire fat people. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't really care as long as they're good. And as a fat person myself, I am, what is it? My number is 30, which means I'm obese. I understand the fat. If I lost 20 pounds, I'd be far more active and I'm on my way. This is sad news. This is uh, a worker was injured here and I don't like it, but watch this video. A monster crane collapsed in New York City, right in downtown New York City. Check this out. Oh, this one construction worker and one firefighter were injured that's it 
Like that looks like that could be way, way scary. Our friend Ryan Mueller uh, gave this to me for What the Hell Wednesday, but we put it on the regular show because, you know, if you live in New York City and you see this, oh, I can only imagine. No, seriously, I can only imagine. You live in New York City, this is downtown, and maybe you don't know what happened, but you see flames, the same black smoke, not to the same extent as what happened in 9-11. I got to tell you, that would be rough. No, that would be scary as hell. And then you hear, I guarantee you, we heard some of the police sirens, but there's a multitude of them coming. Just put yourself in their position right now. That would not be great. That, ladies and gentlemen, would be horrific. Hey, LeBron James in the news. Thoughts and prayers with his son. Look, Bronny James, we talked about it. We did. We talked about it with Charlie Arno. But LeBron James, for whatever the reason, I don't know. I, look, I, LeBron James to me is a guy that I, I you know, I kind of like. I understand the whole family thing is a bit overblown based on what he does when he comes to Indy. But you know what? Uh, LeBron James, great. Yay, Rod, go fight, win. But LeBron James supposedly did not let his teammates partake in introductions because of his distrust for the coach, David Blatt. Now, if it was a broken team in Blatt's second season in a locker room with factions in each corner and James on an island. James was so tied up in knots through his distrust of Blatt that he wouldn't allow his teammates to participate in true pregame introductions to repair the locker room and pave the way for James to assert his dominance in harmony with a deeply talented roster, the Cavs turned to a rookie coach who didn't want the job and a journeyman big man that could shoot threes. Uh, they were 30-11 and 11 under Blatt. He got fired and Tyron Lue, Tyron Lue replaced him. All right. Okay. And then James ended up coming back from 3-1 to one and winning against the Golden State Warriors. So it doesn't really say here what the distrust was. It just whines about a broken locker room. And that's what you get mostly with LeBron James. You don't get the why. You just get the, hey, okay, it was a broken locker room and I was sad. That's what you get 90% of the time (coughs) with LeBron James. And that's all right. I'm mad about it. Uh, Dan Lebetard and Stephen A. Smith are still fighting. Uh, Lebetard, who famously ruined... ESPN radio by introducing all the woke miscreants, all the people that nobody wanted to hear from, including Bomani Jones and Stugatz and his father and some guys that were writers and ESPN became way woke left. And ESPN, of course, lost all of its radio affiliates because nobody wanted to carry Lebetard's show. But he and Stephen A. Smith have been going back and forth because Lebetard blames Stephen A. Smith for what's going on at ESPN because Stephen A. Smith started, and I guess is the most successful, arguing debate show. So they've been going back and forth. Stephen A. Smith tried to reconcile it, and he said, hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, You're still my friend, 20 years. I just don't like, this is Stephen A. Smith talking, uh, Dan Lebetard bashing a company he took a paycheck from. Well, good for Stephen A. Smith. I bash ESPN. I took a paycheck because ESPN became a fraud for what I thought it was. Look, I left there under good terms with everybody except for a couple of people, but that's just normal. I have some great friends at ESPN, but I'm not going to stop bashing them. They're clowns. Get out of here. 
Stop it, stupid. I don't want to hear it. Keep fighting, keep arguing. And I'll tell you this, you know, Awful Announcing is a website. It's a, it's a far left wing website. And it's popular among announcers, and it's like a Stephen A. Well, actually, it's like a Dan Levitard propaganda site. If you want to know what's going on with them, just do yourself a favor. Just do it, I guess. And, you know, check it out, and they'll tell you everything going on because the propaganda for far left flows. I mean, it flows on awful announcing and little Benny Koo. Uh, Brian Flores is headed to trial. Remember Brian Flores? He got mad. He got fired. And, of course, it's racism, and we're all supposed to give a rat's ass. And I think we're all kind of tired of it. In fact, I'm still waiting for Jalen Rose to talk racism. So Brian Flores got fired. Uh, Brian Flores is a bad coach. Brian Flores seems like a decent dude. Uh, His discrimination claims can go to trial. All right. Well, let's see it. Remember, it was back in February of 22, it was over a year ago, that he sued the league and several teams, saying the league was rife with racism, particularly in its hiring and promotion of black coaches. Yay, Rod, go fight with. So Judge Valerie Caproni, she ruled in Manhattan Federal Court that, you know what, you can go to trial. Federal Court Tuesday said she's not changing her decision to let NFL coach Brian Flores put the league and three of its teams on trial over claims that he and other black coaches faced discrimination. Now, the NFL has been over backwards. All you got to do is look on a sideline. I'm not necessarily talking about the head coach, but all the assistant coaches and all the support people are black. So the NFL has been over backwards, and I don't think it's because of Brian Flores and his lawsuit. I think it's just because that's what you do. I think that's what they do. I think that's how they roll. They just simply do that. They just simply bend over backwards to appease. You know what I mean? Although the clear majority of professional football players are black, only a tiny percentage of coaches are black. Said it's difficult to understand how there was only one black head coach at the time. Flores filed his lawsuit. In a league of 32 teams, black players making up 70%. So is that what we're supposed to do? How is it possible that all the running backs are black? I'm boycotting the Olympic 100 meter because there's only white dudes. Uh, Bill Burr does a fantastic thing on it. <laughs> How in the Olympics? Like, you know, Bill, if you listen to Bill Burr, and I was watching him yesterday, it's really funny. There's like nine brothers and one white dude. Come on, white guy. Come on, white boy. It's really funny. You'll like it. I think you'll really like it. But we're not allowed to say it, right? Dimitri's mad at me after all that Michigan did for my son. Yeah, okay. The Michigan folks are mad. And you know what I learned when people are mad? When I learned that people are mad, they don't really attack the substance of what you're mad about. Jim Harbaugh's a cheat. Jim Harbaugh lied about cheating. This isn't a supposition. This is a fact. So Jim Harbaugh lies about cheating, but he's not a liar? Then what is he? Jim Harbaugh hired and eventually had to fire a coach for cyber crimes. What was this guy, a Russian spy? Was Jim Harbaugh not looking who he has on his staff? Jim Harbaugh then hired Shemi Schembechler. Old Shemi Schembechler apparently had a racist past. Like, my stepson had to go get an apartment, and they did everything from check his DNA to do an anal probe to get him to rent an apartment. In Syracuse, you don't check a guy's social media? You don't know that your coach is a stalker? I don't know. Jim, he, So let's see. He's a cheat. He's a liar. He hired and fired a coach 
that had cyber crimes. He fired and hired a known racist. He's two and five against Ohio State, 0 and five against Urban Meyer, one and six in bowl games, and yet nobody wants to say a damn word. Why does why does this guy, why does Jim Harbaugh have Hunter Biden-esque security clearance with the media? Where's Heather Dinnett? <laughs> Where's Jeremy Fowler? Hi. Where's Feinbaum? Feinbaum hates, hates, supposedly, everybody tells me, hates Jim Harbaugh. Yet I'm hearing what? I'm hearing crickets. I am. I'm not hearing any of these guys talking about Jim Harbaugh. I heard Heather Dinnett's hee 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 talking about Urban Meyer saying things that were so hypocritical about Urban Meyer's personal conduct that I was stunned that she would be so unaware of her own personal history. Stunned. I hear Courtney Cronin bitching about everything. I hear Jeremy Fowler bitching about everything. But I don't hear any of these guys talking about Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to give Pete Thamel a pass because Pete Thamel, ladies and gentlemen, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Pete Thamel wrote the only honest article about me in West Virginia. Uh, Breaking news today, I don't know if you know this, Kevin Spacey was acquitted of sexual assault. Here's what Kevin Spacey, the actor in House of Cards, he had a bunch of dudes ask him or convict him or try to convict him on sexual assault. One, dead, Ari Brand, suicide. Dead, hit by a car, Lindy Culkin. Dead, cause unknown, John Doe. Case suddenly dropped in 7 of 29, and today, sexual assault acquitted. Look, I don't know. I got to tell you, I don't know. But what I do know is this. Apparently, don't mess with Kevin Spacey. Apparently, Kevin Spacey is on, well, the Hillary Bill Clinton will kill you list. And is it just a coincidence that the chef from Obama and the chef from the Clintons both passed away by drowning? I honestly do not know. Ah, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles, ladies and gentlemen, are among teams inquiring with the Angels about Sohei Otani. Here's what I don't understand. I root for a big market team, the Chicago Cubs. I do. I root for a big market team. And guess what? They're not involved in this? How are the Cubs not involved in this? Why are my Cubs acting like a small market team? They should be up front with Otani. Give away everybody they got for Otani. Cubs are uninteresting. Bellinger's been good. I'll give them that. But there's nothing there that I like about the Cubs other than they've won a few games of late. What is going on here? Why aren't the Cubs involved? Drive you nuts. There's, well, there's a lot of things worse. But in a sports summer, let's let's put it there. There's a lot of things worse than what I'm about to say. Let's, I'll, I'll make it a positive. It's always so much more fun when your Major League Baseball team is involved in a pennant. I'm old. I'm fat. I'm lazy. I want something to watch. I want to watch the Cubs late August into September in meaningful games down the stretch. I want to watch them participating in the playoffs. I want to watch them involved in a pennant chase. You know what I got? I got squat. I got squat. 
I got squad douche. I got nothing. I got nada. Nothing. All right, but let's look. Cubs are five, six games out, five in the loss column. They've won four in a row. All right, there you go. They're trying to get back to 500. They're chasing the Brewers. I guess that's close enough, five in the loss column. But why aren't they involved with Otani? I'm not sure the Orioles have ever been involved with anybody. And the Diamondbacks, you got to go back to Randy Johnson. You got to go back to Kurt Schilling. You got to go back to those guys to get anybody of interest. And it's fascinating to me. I want the Cubs involved, and I want them involved now. Damn it. Ricketts and I had a nice chat a year ago, uh, April, at a game. He's a big fan. Don't blame him. But the truth of the matter is, I want the Cubs involved. Period. Hey, Michigan fans, kiss my backside. Dawkins isn't one to talk about integrity. Really? Yeah, I told West Virginia in $3.5 million to stick it up their backside. That's right. Because they were doing dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. And they threatened my wife and I. Told Indiana dope-smoking players at the cost of my job. I am Mr. Integrity. Kiss my backside, Michigan fans. Your coach is a cheat. Your coach is a liar. Y'all don't care about it. I get it. Just win, baby. And none of you guys are actually Michigan fans. You're just kind of Michigan wannabes. All right, coming up at 10.58, we'll be off. And you got to stay right here because our friend Clay Travis is coming up with an interview for the ages with Ron DeSantis. But first, we go to Wokado. Woke me and dope me, big boy. What do you got? Try that in a chef rush town. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but I ain't mad about it. That's right. That's going to be me in about six months. That is. That's going to be me. Six months, I'm going to be ripped like that. I'm already losing weight. After this show, I'm going to go swim the English Channel or something. What's next, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's the White House chef that served in four administrations. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, that's good. No, no, no. That's good. Coming soon to a theater near you. Bribey. How many bribes? Seriously. Like, how many bribes has this family taken? I mean, if we're really going to look at it and we're going to say, all right, let's look at this. I don't know, not legally, but let's look at this with an unbiased eye. How many bribes can a guy possibly be involved in that are recorded, that are taped, that are whistleblower confirmed, and yet nothing is being done? Not one damn thing is being done, and that includes the Republican House that aren't doing squat. And this dude's son got a gun while he's a felon, got a gun while he's a drug user, got all kind of videos of him with hookers, tax evasion, $1.5 million. He hasn't paid $100,000 in taxes. And, eh, you're good. Eh, we just hope you're okay so we can vote for you again. Did you know this guy has four people working currently on his reelection campaign? Just four. One small office. You think the, Do you think they know that the election is rigged? I've been saying this. There is no doubt these elections are rigged. And the Democrats know it. They got a system of rigging it. Don't even worry about who's going to be elected. You got better candidates than what's coming up with DeSantis. But we all know this crap is rigged. rigged. Stop it. What's next? We got one more. Oh, hey, let's show the DeSantis and Clay... uh, thing coming up here, the clip coming up here at 11 o'clock. You do not want to miss this.
They, they do not want me to be the nominee. I mean, that's very clear. Why do you think they don't want you to be the nominee? They know I'd beat Biden. And I've been attacked by corporate press uh, this year more than Biden has or more than Trump has in terms of their narratives. I mean, I've been the number one target on that. If you were president, do you think Fauci should be prosecuted? Yes. You know, the weaponization is, you know, if they don't like you, they'll get you for jaywalking. But the flip side is, you know, if you're on the team, you get out of jail free. She's good impeachment insurance for him. Do we really think it's good for the country to have an almost 80-year-old former president in prison? You've now fired significant number of staff members two months into the campaign. How would you assess the status of your campaign? That's what we call in the business a tease. And he's right. I mean, let's be honest, man. Every time you see a, quote, journalist, don't you just laugh? Every time you see a journalist like Bob Kravitz whining because his company didn't love him, don't you just laugh? This interview with Clay and DeSantis uh, right there speaks a bunch of truth. He has been attacked more than Biden. Biden doesn't get attacked for anything. Biden gets nothing. CBS, NBC, ABC, you don't do squat. CNN, you don't do squat. MSNBC, you don't do squat. The only people that do are Fox News and us. That's it. And it's embarrassing for our country. Let's make no doubt about it. It's embarrassing. When you have a leader that is so inept, when you have a leader that can't walk, when you have a leader that can't think, when you have a leader that just yesterday claimed to cure cancer, claimed to cure cancer, and you have a leader that yesterday claimed that only 100 people died, those those 100 people, we're still feeling the effects. See, they're trying to bring up COVID. What else are they trying to bring up? Oh, you know what's back in the news? Slavery. Remember when we were trying to find out whose families had slaves? This was a while ago until what happened? Oh, wait a second. Camilla Harris' family had slaves. Oh, wait a second. Joe Biden's family had slaves. That all went away. Now, as we're moving closer to an election, we're bringing up slavery. And Camilla Harris is literally out here lying about what Florida is doing with slavery. Literally lying, and people don't see it. But that's all right. That's the way the world works right now. And I'm telling you, Republicans have no chance in this election. They have none. As we sit here right now, now that may change, but the Democrats know there's only four people working on the re-election campaign of Joe Biden. They know this election is rigged. They know it is. Make no mistake. It's sad. Hey, uh, one o'clock, Kent Sterling and I will be live and we will talk Colts. But coming up here at 11 o'clock in three minutes, it's going to be Clay Travis's groundbreaking interview with Ron DeSantis. It is two of the smartest, most unafraid men in our country getting together and speaking the truth. Now, if you want information, if you want knowledge, you watch. If you want to have your head in the sand, you don't. Thanks to everybody. We had a great day on YouTube. Looking forward to it again tomorrow. See you.